Saturday, May 23rd, 2020, and welcome to episode number 208 of the WCWS Radio Networks, of course, weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinchon on the line here. Rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, taking care of uh, getting themselves well prepped for tonight's AEW event, of course, double or nothing. Of course, under of course because of because of the situation going on with the pandemic, obviously they had to change venues as being held down in Jacksonville, Florida tonight. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, of course, right now it is going on even as we speak. Now, normally, like I said, we would start at six o'clock, but due to a prior commitment, I was unable to get back in time, so we had to reschedule this to go ahead and take care of it. Of course, right now, I do understand that, like I said, the the pay per view is currently on right now. But like I said, we will give you keep you up to date, of course, throughout the show here for the next hour and give you as much update as we possibly can here as far as, of course, the Double or Nothing event does take place. I can give you an update on one here in just a few moments, but before we do so, if you care to chime in on anything that we talk about here today, which includes, of course, all other wrestling news and views here for, for, the, for the day, plus also, of course, today's wrestling history and birthdays, and also, of course, a review of what took place here in the radio network here this week. Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-364-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Let's go ahead and get right down here to it. First off, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we may, be, we may have an official update here as far as Double or nothing here is concerned. Let us double check and see if we have any. We have one, man. That is the pre-show that took place here a little bit earlier. As the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent, defeated the private party of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. They have earned themselves a shot, earned themselves the opportunity to be called the number one contenders to the AEW World Tag Team titles. This match actually took, took at 15 minutes and 10 seconds to, of course, uh, to take place. So, like I said, we'll keep you we'll keep you apprised as as we get any more updates in coming in here on on the wire here, of course, at Power Hour episode 208. So let's go ahead and get right on to it here, folks, as we get started here with, of course, our wrestling history and birthdays here, of course, here for today, uh, May the 23rd. Uh, let's go ahead and get this. Uh, Let's get this situated here. Sorry for the delay here, folks, but, uh, okay, yes. All right, let's see. And something, something, of course, that still echoes here today uh, took place, took place here as well. 
Um, and we will, of course, let you know what that is here uh, momentarily. First off here, ladies and gentlemen, let us, let's see. Okay, let's see what we have here. Ah, yes, okay. Yes, okay. Uh, Excuse me for just one second here, folks. I'll be right back. Thank you, Pam. Who is it? <clears throat> on this date here in 1992, at a WCW Saturday night taping in Atlanta, Georgia, Steve Austin defeated Barry Windham to win the WCW World TV title. Uh, let's see, 20, 27 years ago today, of course, which we put it at 1993, WCW presented Slamboree, a Legends reunion from the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. 7,200 people were in attendance with 100,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That, that's down from 105,000 for the May 1992 event, Russell Ward 92. The show's hook was, as the subtitle suggests, it was a, leg a Legends reunion, featuring many legendary wrestlers, many of whom had at least some connection to Jim Crockett promotions. The WWE Hall of Fame also had its inaugural class, including Lou Fez, Mr. Wrestling 2, Vern Gagne, and Eddie Graham. Also honored at the event were the Assassin, Oxygen, Lord James, Bleers, The Crusher, Dulaga, Bob Geigel, Stu Hart, Magnum T.A., Bugsy McGraw, Don Owen, Dusty Rhodes, Grizzly Smith, who is, of course, the father of Jake Roberts, John Tolos, Mad Dog Bashan, and Johnny Valentine. And of course, Johnny Valentine was the Father of Hall of Famer Greg the Hammer Valentine. Also at the event, the Poor Horseman reformed with Ric Flair, Ole and Arn Anderson, and Paul Roma. Oh, and of course, in Sid Vicious, last seen in the WWF as Sid Justice at WrestleMania 8, he had quit the company in protest of a failed drug test, returned to the company for the first time since Super Brawl in May of 1991. Match ratings are from Wrestling Observer Newsletter's Dave Meltzer, as recorded in the Internet Wrestling Database. Ratings are out of a possible five stars. Let's go ahead and get you talking about Let's go ahead and bring up the matches here, of course, from Slamboree, a Legends reunion in 1993. Marcus Alexander Bagwell, who, of course, we know as Buff Bagwell, and Two Cold Scorpio defeated Bobby Eaton and Chris Benoit, 2.75 out of five stars. Sid Vicious defeated Van Hammer in just 35 seconds. Uh, no stars were awarded here. Blackjack Mulligan, Jim Brunzel, and Wahoo McDaniel. Versus Dick Murdoch, Don Morocco, and Jimmy Snuka fall to a no contest in a Legends match. 1.75 out of 5 stars. Brad Armstrong and Thunderbolt Patterson defeated Barry Von Raschke and Ivan Koloff in another Legends match. 0.5 out of 5 stars. Dory Funk Jr. and Nick Bockwinkel went to a 15-minute time limit draw in another Legends match. 2.25 out of 5 stars. Paul Orndorff and Rick Rude defeated Dustin Rhodes and Kazuki Sasaki. 2 out of 5. Sting defeated The Prisoner, negative one star. Hmm. The Hollywood Blondes, Flying Brian and Stunning Steve, defeated Los Hombres, who was Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Steamboat and Tom Zink, in a steel cage match to retain the WCW World Tag Team titles, three and a half out of five. 
Barry Windham defeated Arn Anderson to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title, three and a half out of five. And Davy Boy Smith defeated Big Van Vader by DQ in a WCW World Heavyweight title match. This match received 3.75 out of 5 stars. Now, the Barry Wyndham R. Anderson match could have been for the TV belt. They may have had that confused uh, because there's no way they could have had two world title matches here right beside one another. So I think the Barry Wyndham R. Anderson match might have been a TV title, possibly. Or it could have been a U.S. title. I'm not sure. Okay, 21 years ago today, this is what we're going. This is, of course, the moment we need to talk about. Of course, 1999, WWF presented Over the Edge from the Kemper Arena in Kansas City, Missouri. 16,472 were in attendance, with 416,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's more than double for the 1998 edition, which was 211,000 homes. The event, of course, is most remembered, sadly for the sudden passing of Owen Hart, who was scheduled to face the Godfather for the IC title. He was only 34 years old. Hart, as the Blue Blazer, was to descend from the Raptors when the release mechanism activated far too early. He fell some 78 feet to his death. Despite the accident, the show went on to its conclusion, a decision debated by many to this very day. The death was acknowledged to home viewers, but not to those in attendance. The Hart family would later file a wrongful death lawsuit, but would settle with the WWF out of court. WWF later would, success, would successfully sue the company that manufactured the harness. The only known footage of the fall to exist sits in WWE's video library with specific, specific instructions to not watch, copy, or distribute. O Owen's fatal fall itself never aired on pay-per-view. A pre-match vignette was airing at the time. As for the event itself, Over the Edge was never released on home video in any form. In fact, the first commercial release of the event <clears throat> was on February 24, 2014, the day of the launch of the WWE Network. All references to Owen Hart have been removed from the broadcast. The events of the evening were all mentioned prior to the beginning of the video, along with a tribute graphic. Of course, there's a link on the page where I'm reading the history. If you look, want to look at, at the profile of the career and life of Owen Hart, if you'd like to take a look at that. And we have three Sunday Night Heat pre-show matches. Um, Meat, who was Sean Stasiak, defeated Brian Christopher. The Hardy Boys defeated Goldust in the Blue Meanie. And Vince McMahon and Midian went to a no contest. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Kane and X-Pac defeated D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry to win the tag team titles. Al Snow and Hardcore defeated Hardcore Holly to retain the Hardcore title. Nicole Bass and Val Venus defeated Deborah and Jeff Jarrett. Billy Gunn defeated Road Dog. The Union, <clears throat> who was Ken Shamrock, Mankind, Test, and The Big Show, defeated the Corporate Ministry, who was Bradshaw, Farouk, The Big Boss Man, and Viscera in an elimination tag team match. The Rock defeated Triple H by DQ. And The Undertaker defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin to win the WWF title. Shane and Vince. McMahon were special referees. On this date in the year 2000, at a WCW Thunder taping in Saginaw, Michigan, Kevin Nash defeated Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner in a three-way match to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. This is the fifth time WCW's top prize has changed hands during the month, and the ninth time since WCW's reboot on April the 10th. Fifteen years ago today, which would put it at course 2005 on Raw from Green Bay, Wisconsin, Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff, and Paul Heyman, owners of the three big promotions in the Monday Night Wars, 
stood in the same ring to promote ECW One Night Stand. While you would think that this is the first time that the, the three were on screen together on a WWE show, you would be wrong. It actually happened a year before at the 2004 WWE Draft Lottery. Uh, 14, years, 14 years ago, 2006, at a SmackDown taping in Bakersfield, California, Bobby Lashley defeated JBL in just 82 seconds to win the United States title. Moments later, Rey Mysterio defeated Layfield to retain the World Heavyweight title. As a result of the loss, Layfield retired. The retirement, of course, did not stick, and Layfield was back in the ring about 18 months later. Mysterio would retire him again at 2009 at WrestleMania 25 after he defeated Layfield in just 21 seconds for the IC title. 13 years ago, which would be 2007, Jill Jarrett, wife of TNA founder Jeff Jarrett, sadly passed away after a long battle with cancer. Jill was instrumental in TNA's early years, particularly with overseeing the upgrades of the TNA Asylum in Nashville. Uh, let's see, on this day, 2010, WWE presented Over the Limit from the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. About 11,000 were in attendance with 197,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 228,000 homes for the May 2009 event, Judgment Day. In a dark match, MVP defeated Chavo Guerrero. As for the remaining matches, Kofi Kingston defeated Drew McIntyre to win the Intercontinental title, 1.25 out of 5 stars. R-Truth defeated Ted DiBiase Jr., 2 out of 5 stars. Rey Mysterio defeated CM Punk. With the win, CM Punk was forced to shave his head. Had Rey lost, he would have been forced to join the Straight Edge Society, 3.25 out of 5 stars. The Hart Dynasty, of course, David Hart Smith and Tyson Kidd, defeated The Miz and Chris Jericho to retain the unified tag team titles, 3.25 out of 5 stars. Randy Orton and Edge fought to a double countout, 1 out of 5. Big Show defeated Jack Swagger by DQ in a World Heavyweight title match. No, no stars were awarded here. Eve defeated Maurice to retain the Divas title, 0.25 out of 5. And John Cena defeated Batista in an I Quit match to retain the WWE title. It would be Batista's last bout in WWE. The next night he quit the company, but he would not, he would, he would not return until January of 2014. 3.5 out of 5 stars. Uh, let's see, in 2011 on this day, on Raw from Portland, Oregon, the new Nexus, who was David Otunga and Michael McGillicuddy, defeated the Big Show and Kane to win the WWE Tag Team titles. <clears throat> Seven years ago, which would be 2013, at an NXT taping in Winter Park, Florida, Bo Dallas defeated Big E Langston to win the NXT title. Also, also of course, in um, let's see, also in 2013, on Impact from Tampa, Florida, Mickey James defeated Velvet Sky to win the TNA Knockouts title. Uh, let's see, uh, let's see, three, yes, on this, uh, let's see here, uh, let's see, four years ago, be 2016, ladies and gentlemen, WWE presented Extreme Rules from the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. In a pre-show match, Baron Corbin defeated Dolph Ziggler in a no-DQ match, 2.25 out of 5 stars. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows defeated the Usos in a Tornado Rules match, 3 out of 5. Rusev defeated Kalisto via submission to win the United States title, 3 out of 5. The New Day, in the form of Big E and Xavier, 
defeated the Vol Villains, Aiden English and Simon Gotch, two out of five. And the Miz defeated Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn in a fatal four-way match to retain the Intercontinental title, four and a half out of five stars. Dean Ambrose defeated Chris Jericho in an asylum match, two out of five. Charlotte defeated Natalia via submission, two, two and a half out of five. And Roman Reigns defeated AJ Styles in an Extreme Rules match to retain the WWE World Heavyweight title, four and a half out of five stars. And we have some, we have some birthdays to talk about here, folks. Uh, today is a happy 37th birthday for Patrick Martin. Of course, you may remember him better as Alex Shelley. Shelley is best known as one half of the Motor City Machine Guns with Chris Saban. Shelley has won championships for over a dozen organizations, most notably, of course, in TNA, where he competed for eight years, and also for New Japan Pro Wrestling, where he's competed all and off since 2009 and exclusively since 2012. Shelley won the TNA World Tag Titles with Saban as well as the X Division title uh, once each. He was also on the winning team in the TNA World X Cup in 2006. Shelley is a three-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion with two of the three coming as one half of the time splitters with Toshida, <clears throat> the other the other coming with Saban. The time splitters also won the 2012 IWGP Super Junior Tag Tournament. Shelley has been has frequented Ring of Honor off and on since 2003, winning the trios tournament with Abyss and Jimmy Rave in 2006. After sporadically appearing for the company from 2007 to 2014, Shelley joined the roster full-time in November 2015 and would reform the Motor City Machine Guns with Saban in February of 2016. <clears throat> Today is a very happy, and this is a celebrity birthday, folks. Today is a, is a happy 62nd birthday for Andrew Allison Carey. Or you can simply know, better know him as Drew Carey. A former member of the United States Marine Corps Reserve, Carey took up stand-up comedy in 1985. His first actual exposure came on a 1988 episode of Star Search. Three years later, Carey performed on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Carson was so impressed he got to sit on the couch by his desk, a rare honor for comedians at the time. In 1995, Carey, along with Bruce Helford, developed and produced The Drew Carey Show, which was based on a fictional fictionalized version of his life. The show aired 233 episodes for over nine years. Escalating production costs said to be around $3 million. An episode in its late run, combined with declining ratings, led, led to its cancellation in 2004. From 1998 to 2006, Carey hosted the American version of the improv comedy show Whose Line Is It Anyway? His co-stars from the Drew Carey Show were regulars on the series. Carey would host two more improv shows, Drew Carey's Green Screen Show in 2004 and 2005. It was actually a spinoff of Whose Lines It Anyway? And Drew Carey's Improvaganza in 2011, a sort of reboot of the Green Screen Show. Carey briefly hosted the game show called Power of Ten, which featured contestants predicting how a cross-section of the American populace responded to a variety of situations. He did this for CBS in 2007-2008. It was while he was filming the pilot for Power of Ten that he was considered to replace Bob Barker on The Price is Right. After initially turning it down, Kelly accepted the gig later in the summer. Kerry completed his 10th season as host uh, uh, back in April of, two, of 2017. The wrestling connection that he has here, while prompt promoting an improv pay-per-view in 2001, Drew Carey was a guest of Vince McMahon at the Royal Rumble event. He entered the show's uh, Royal Rumble match at number five, Lasting just under three minutes before eliminating himself. 
Kerry, who's a huge fan of Cleveland sports teams and minority owner of Major League Soccer Seattle Sounders, was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2011. Also, a somber birthday here today would have been today the 78th birthday of Mary Alfonsi, best known to wrestling fans as Donna Christianello. Born in J.D.'s and Fonzie's neck of the woods, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Christianello was employed as a waitress when after some contacts connected with the fabulous Moolah, she and her friend moved to South Carolina in 1963 to train with Moolah. While her friend lasted just one match, Donna would last nearly 30 years in the business. In 1969, she competed on an Australian tour that featured Rita and Betty Boucher, Evelyn Stevens, and Tony Rose, who were going to be the longtime tag team partner of Christianella. Tony and Donna won the NWA Women's World Tag Team titles in 1970 and would hold them for most of the next three years for losing them to the team of Joyce Grable and Mickey Williams in Madison Square Garden. The titles would be defended in the NWA, AWA, and eventually land in the WWF as the first women's tag champions. Christianella would have a run in the WWF, highlighted by competing in the first All-Ladies Survivor Series match in 1987, where she would team with one of her protégés, Sensational Sherry Martell, Christianella would live with the fabulous Mula off and on for over 35 years before moving back home to Pittsburgh. Post-retirement, she worked for Walmart's accounting department. Her niece, Marie Minor, was in the wrestling business in the 1980s as Angie Manelli. On August 25, 2011, sadly, Mary died of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, in her hometown of Pittsburgh. She was only 69 years old. At the time of her death, Mary was survived by her immediate fa- in her immediate family by her son James and two siblings, her brother Tom and sister Teresa. She was also survived by many nieces and nephews. She was also a member of the 2009 class of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see here. Let's see if we have any other uh, birthdays to talk about here. Uh, of course, we did mention Alex Shelley. We did mention Drew Carey, and we not just now mentioned Donna Christianello. Let's see if we have anybody else here that we're going to mention here before we proceed ahead. And then, of course, we'll get you an update here momentarily. Not uh, double or nothing. So, give us just one second here, ladies and gentlemen, while we, of course, try to get that uh, get that get this squared away. Okay, I think we. Okay, let's see here. Um, let's see. Um, yes, yeah, so okay. One other birthday to mention, of course, like I said, we did mention today was Drew Carey's birthday. We didn't mention the birthday of the late Donna Christianello. We did also mention the birthday of Alex Shelley. But today, also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, let's see, 33rd birthday to uh, uh, Bray Wyatt. So happy birthday to him there as well. I will also go ahead and let you know here, ladies and gentlemen, that there are no birthdays, wrestling birthdays here as far as we know tomorrow. We will check some other sources to double check this to make sure. But as far as we know, we have no wrestling birthdays here 
uh, for tomorrow. Uh, we'll mention this, of course, tomorrow um, tomorrow morning, of course, here on WCWS uh, uh, this morning. So we'll let you know here, of course, here. Uh, we'll, let you, we'll, we'll let you know here, of course, uh, <clears throat> momentarily here. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks. Of course, uh, it is, like we said, 8.31 p.m., of course, on Saturday, May 23rd, 2020. 1-605-562-0444. <clears throat> pound This is, of course, episode number 208 of WWS Power Hour. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here with you here, of course, coming in here at the late hour. Uh, normally, like we said before, this show should have been over two hours ago. But as of course, as I mentioned here before, due to of course a prior commitment, we had to we had to delay the show a little bit until until now. So we we want but we wanted to go ahead and get it in um, get it in right there indeed. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a couple of updates here. Well, actually, we have one update. As a matter of fact, um, as you know, of course, the double or nothing pay per view. You do know there was a mystery. There was a mystery uh, um, entrant in this, uh, and we were all speculating, speculating as to who it was going to be. Well, it, believe it or not here, uh, it turned out to be uh, one person that has been really pretty much been, been mentioned here is Brian Cage. And it turns out that is the, that is the, the that is of course the, um, that is, of course, the person that uh, officially that has made his that has made his presence known in AEW. So apparently, he will be fighting along, will be fighting up against, of course, Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, Scorpio Sky, Kit Saban, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and Brian, and Luchasaurus. Here, um, I guess the match is probably going on right now, even as we speak. Um, so as for that. Part of it here, ladies and gentlemen, I can go ahead and mention here, of course, uh, as far as the shot at the ta at the tag team title, the, the contenders match, I can say here that, uh, let me see, let's see, JD, Michelle, Mitt, Fonzie, Danny, and Ann. And of course, I have not. Okay, okay. Well, but and they they will be receiving a point for um for that um they'll be they'll be receiving a point because of that victory, and of course those and of course like we said we said that someone could win could gain as much as possibly two points for the casino ladder match, and look at the ones that are going to earn that that opportunity is going to be JD, it's going to be Mitt. Uh, and it's going to be Danny. So it looks like JD, Mitt, and Danny are going to probably have like a one-point lead on everyone else. So that's what we have, of course, as of right now. Uh, we do not have anything, of course, official. Um, <sighs> we do not have, of course, anything as official as of yet, of course, as far as any other changes. Of course, we did update last night, of course, the fact that 
Uh, Penelope Ford, of course, was taking the place of Dr. Britt Baker for her match against Chris Statlander due to Britt Baker suffering a real-life injury and was, was sadly was uh, was able to uh, due to like right due to of course um, <clears throat> sorry about that here folks uh, Okay, but uh, we'll give you any more updates that do pop up, ladies and gentlemen. We will, of course, bring this here to you for a moment. Sorry for that, that, ladies and gentlemen. Just checking on a someone had sent me a message, and we were I was just responding to that message there. So my apologies uh, right there. <clears throat> Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and talk about let's go ahead and talk about, of course, what took place here. Um. um Let's go ahead and talk about what took place here this week in the radio network. Of course, obviously, the big story here, obviously, we were still talking about, of course, what's possibly going to, what's possibly going to happen here as far as uh, um, as far as far as um, As, as far as, of course, uh, <clears throat> as far as, of course, what, what's going to take place at Backlash, we were, of course, hyping up Double or Nothing. Um, of course, we did have a lot. Of, we did have, of course, a lot of uh, fun fun times here, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Also, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, uh was spending a little bit under the weather most of the week. But, of course, he I believe he kind of perked up a little bit here. And I think he's I think he's feeling a little bit. I think he's feeling better now. Uh, we're, 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 of course, glad to see that, of course. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, last night we were scheduled to want to hopefully have the match that we started back on the 8th of May for the WWS International Heavyweight title between Nit and Danny and the Family Feud style matchup. Uh, the last couple, the last couple weeks, uh, Danny has had some problems with his phone. And he's and he had told us that he was all prepped to, to come on, but for some odd reason he he kept having some difficulty with it. So he was able to relay a message to us. Unfortunately, he was not able. He was not able to, of course, defend it the way he wanted to, and so he uh, has told us that by forfeit, he had relinquished the WWS International Heavyweight Championship, and he asked us to give it to. His opponent, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. So, ladies and gentlemen, by forfeit, like I said, and the score of course being 31 to 30, Mitt is your brand new WWUS International Heavyweight Champion. So, we will, uh, we will, of course, uh, we will, of course, like to have a future uh, matchup here, of course, uh, with Danny says he he wishes to have, of course, another rematch for this title. And Mitt has already agreed to doing so, so we'll have to get that all straightened out, and we'll let everybody know about what the overall situation setup here is with that. Uh, we did, of course, here. We did, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, 
as far as uh, <clears throat> as as far as of course uh, <clears throat> everyone being being on the show this week. We did get to hear from, of course, from the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. We did hear from the human suitcase machine, John Gross. We also did hear from uh, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the King of Clubs, Mint Patel. We did get to hear, I think, twice this week from the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Um, we, of course, uh, <clears throat> we, we, uh, we, of course, like I said, uh, had uh, had like I said a lot of big time talk discussions here, especially of course about the Dark Side of the Ring special that they did, of course earlier earlier this week here, of course coming in stemming in from the uh, of course the fact that the anniversary comes coming up today of the of of the circumstances that that caused of course the death of Owen Hart, uh, but nevertheless here folks that was of course a very somber moment there indeed, so we will. We will, of course, obviously, um, we will, of course, continue to remember all of his contributions, ladies and gentlemen. And everybody, just keep in mind that, of course, when we talk about, of course, the death of Owen Hart and the death of Crispin, why have been two touchy subjects here, of course, here in WCW and among our people here in WCWS. And there's been many, many talks about it here over the last, ever, ever, ever since, of course, we got started with the shows and all, and it was, it's been bring up, it's been brought up in big time discussions here over, over a pretty much a big period, a, a huge period of time here. And before to, and before too long, uh, it's come to a point that people have had their own talks and opinions as to what, what happened to both, uh, who caused both deaths to happen. Um, but I'm here to, like I said, just to assure everyone that, like I said, the opinions that they meant, the, 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 the words that they that they say are not necessarily those of WCWS itself. This is their own personal, this is their own personal opinions here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from, uh, from uh, that everyone leaves from JD to John to Michelle to Fonzie to... To, um, uh, like I said, uh, Justin and everyone else, and Danny and everyone else. Um, it's their own personal opinions. We're primarily on here to talk about one thing and one thing only, and that is, of course, professional wrestling. Um, what they're doing there, a lot of times we try not to touch on their personal life because, like I said, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's personal. I mean that's what it is. It's that that's technically what it's all. That's why they call it a personal life because we don't want a lot of time people don't want to know what happens outside of outside outside of the ring, ladies and gentlemen. You know everybody's got to have a private life somehow here as well. So like I said, there'll be th these debates will be will be of course up in the air for quite some time here as to who is responsible for what. Nobody's going to probably accept any action, take any action, that sort of thing. But you can rest assured here, folks, that, like I said, that there'll be plenty of more talk about it here for years and years and years to come. So there you have it. There you have it right there. Uh, we have been, also been continuing to check, ladies and gentlemen, as far as as far as double or nothing here. And it looks like, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like here that we have it official here. It looks like that Brian Cage. 
who, of course, ended up being the mystery opponent here, uh, did get by Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, who, of course, was filling in for Ray Finex, who, of course, was out was also out due to an injury. Also, Scorpio Sky, Kip Saban, Frankie Kazarian, and Luchasaurus. Um, so, so there's another surprise right there, of course. Uh, very, very unique, you know. Uh, and we don't have an official time frame for that here yet. But it also appears, ladies and gentlemen, checking my notes here. It looks like that the only two that actually chose Brian Cage to be a to to be in this event as well as win it, win the, the latter match here, is JD and Mitt. So we may have, like I said, a we may of course have a kind of a tie right now between them right now, even as we speak. But we'll get that up to date information up to date here, folks. And we'll talk about more on WWS this morning, of course, tomorrow morning at eight eight o'clock AM. Let's give you this one more time here, folks. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-364-POUND. Episode 208 of WWS Power Hour. Of course, this is Saturday, May 23rd, 2020. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here on the line here with you. Of course, like we said, the rest of the panel with you tough the handle. Of course, currently enjoying the AEW event, of course, tonight, Double or Nothing. Like I said, speaking of WWS this morning, be sure to join us for that, of course, tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Caller ID 805-8613-POUND, as, of course, we'll be talking about, of course, the results of Double or Nothing. Uh, we will also, of course, bring you tomorrow's wrestling history and birthdays, and also some other wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. So be sure to listen in on all that on WWS this morning here, of course, tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m. right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Caller ID, like I said, 805-8613-POUND. Now, speaking of our rest, uh, some wrestling news tidbits, let's see if we have any. Of course, we can bring you here before. We, we're going to try to cut out a little bit early here, folks. But let's see if we have anything that we can mention here to you before we go. And, of course, we're going to try to make, make sure that has nothing to do with the event currently on. Uh, uh, okay. I will go ahead and mention, ladies and gentlemen, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, including, including of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Outside the Ropes, Raw Radio, <coughs> Power Hour, and, <coughs> and, of course, WWS This Morning. Let's see here. Well, let's bring you, like you said, uh, Les will bring you, of course, uh, and some of these stories may have, of course, I'm sure came out uh, possibly last night, between last night and today. So let's see what we have, of course, right here on tap. Okay, sorry about that here. Apparently, we must have had a little bit of a slip up here. Uh, we thought we were trying to pull up a story, and I guess apparently something else must have probably gotten uh, something else must have gotten clicked. I'm not sure what happened.
uh, story came out today here from Jeffrey Harris. Let's go ahead and bring this here to you. Uh, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood get cease and desist letter from WWE over shirt making fun of the gimmick change idea. So apparently WWE is kind of striking back here a little bit. Let's see what this is all about. According to a report by Bodyslam.net, WWE has issued a cease and desist order to former superstars Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, who are also known as Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson of the Revival. Per the report, the letter was over Wheeler and Harwood using a t-shirt with the image of a planned gimmick change from the tag team in WWE, which would have repackaged him into a more of a comedy tag team that would spoof the fabulous ones. The shirt with the image was available as a tag team at the tag team's store on ProWrestlingTees.com. The shirt, sadly, is no longer available. WWE's letter claimed that the promotion owned the rights to the image on the shirt, while some edits were made in an attempt to avoid copyright issues, such as putting on hashtag FTR on the clock necklace for Wheeler instead of the revival. The letter, letter reportedly delivered about two weeks ago, which is around when the shirt was taken down from the online store. Additionally, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood previously received a cease and desist letter over their new tag team name, The Revolt. There was already a tag team in the North Carolina indie wrestling scene using the name of the revolt, who was known as Caleb Conley and Zane Riley. So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got uh, the former revival may have, of course, some, 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 still have some, some, some um, lingering issues here over, over apparently over WWE apparently. So we're so we'll keep an eye on this story and we'll let you know, of course, of anything. That will let you know of any story here, of course, that does that does change. But let's see if we can so pull up a current verse here. Our next story right here. Uh, Jeffrey Harris also brings this story here. As the WWE Network is set to add Sting the Lost Tape on May the 31st. Of course, you've been hearing about this whole thing about Sting, of course, obviously no longer under WWE's umbrella, possibly. So, I mean, let's see what, let's see what this is all about. Per WWE Network News, they will, will, will be adding some new content for Hall of Famer Sting to the WWE Network on Sunday, May 31st, titled Sting the Lost Tape. The program is set to feature never-before-seen and unreleased footage of the Stinger from WCW Slamboree 1995, where he faced Big Bubba Rogers, who was, of course, the late Big Boss Man in the co-main event. Here is a hypnosis for the show fo focusing on the Stinger. Featuring never-before-seen footage and interviews, cameras following Sting backstage before his big match at WCW Slamboree 1995. It was reported earlier that this month that the WWE Hall of Famer is no longer under contract with WWE, Additionally, his planned action figure for the WWE Legends Series 7 had to be pulled before release due to his contract status. So, like I said, folks, we don't know what's going on here with this, but we'll keep our eyes open on. Of course, I do have an AEW-related story here, but, of course, this, was, this, was, uh, this has nothing to do with the pay-per-view here. As John Moxley mentioned, talks about his AEW match with Jake Hager, how Hager is no selling, how Hager no selling the DDT 
was intentional. Let's see what this is all about right here. Fivefold recently interviewed AEW World Champion John Moxley, who discussed his match with Jake Hager. Here are some highlights via Fightful. John Moxley on his match with Jake Hager and Hager no selling the DDT. <clears throat> Moxley said, "Yeah, by design, we kind of figured this might be the last opportunity we get to film. We didn't. We didn't know everything was up in the air. So I was like, well, let's get as much stuff in the can in a few hours as we can. So let's just cobble together a little angle." You can choke me out. I'll DDT you. Just no sell it so that the DDT is ineffective, ineffective on you. And then we'll do the title match. Let's just do it tonight. That way we'll have it in the can. We at least will have a little title match that's in the can that we can show people. And obviously make it no holes barred. I wanted him to call it no holes barred because I knew we were going to do a little bit more than, the, than, the, than the, of that shooty style. He's obviously an MMA fighter, and that's kind of the old school way to build. It was no holes barred before it was MMA. That's kind of why we did that. If a regular DDT doesn't work, DDT, DDT and, and, and MF are on a chair. As a general rule of thumb, a DDT on a chair is always better than a DDT not on a chair. A German suplex onto a bundle of light tubes is always more effective than a German suplex not on a bundle of light tubes. So it was really cool. Moxie on Hager shoot on Hager shoot power bombing him during the match. Moxie said, that was the thing where you just kind of go go to the ring and just do it. There, there's always give and take in professional wrestling, and that's what separates separates it from from a contest. But it's cool to have a re realistic match where you have where you have to work for it. If you're going to get a takedown, you're going to have to work for this takedown. I enjoy watching scrambles on the mat. You go for a leg lock, but he doesn't get it because he goes for a switch. I like legitimate looking stuff like like that. And of course, Hager could mop the floor with me at any time he wanted. I want him to show that that kind of skill and speed on the mat that he has. There's a point he did a switch or something in that stereo on how quick he is on the mat, and he's so strong. At one point, he just shoot gut wrench power bomb me in that match. I had no idea what was coming. I was getting kneed in the face, and before I knew it, I, I was flipped upside down into it. He's so strong, such an incredible athlete. I wanted to showcase that. So there you go, folks. Very interesting there indeed. And it seems also the situation with AJ Styles and the Undertaker may not even be. Okay, here, folks. Let's let's try to go to like I said, one more, a couple more quick stories here. According apparently, let's see. And it looks like, ladies and gentlemen, we may be having a little bit more. Sorry about that, here, folks. We'll have we'll have to try and get it up, pulling up a different way. Give us one second here.
Okay. Uh, well, there was a couple more stories we were trying to bring you here, ladies and gentlemen. But apparently, like I said, we're having some difficulty trying to locate them. Uh, Okay, I think we've got it now. Okay, never mind. I think we've got it right here. Okay. Uh, something another story came out today from Mashish. As some WWE news pops up here, as AJ Styles says, he hopes Undertaker hears his words. Plus, Chad Gable wants a rematch with AJ Styles and in a promo versus Orton. AJ Styles spoke with Caleb Braxton following his return to SmackDown on Friday night where he defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to advance in the Intercontinental title tournament. In the video, Styles says he is back on the house that he built, and that he's on a mission to beat anyone who faces him. He says nobody comes back from being buried alive like he did, and he, that he hopes the Undertaker hears what he's saying. AJ Styles was drafted back to SmackDown from Raw, defeated Shinsuke Nakamura in the Intercontinental title tournament on SmackDown. He will not face Elias in the tournament next week. But Chad Gable took to Twitter saying he wants a rematch with Styles. I've been waiting. Give me a rematch. And, of course, Chad Gable said that, of course, on Twitter of uh, uh, today. WWE has released a new promo for the Randy Orton versus Edge WWE Backlash match on June 14th, which they're hyping as the greatest wrestling match ever. And one more and one more story here to close it out here, folks, before we leave you for the night. Of course, as you know, of course, earlier this week, there's also another story that's been dominating the wrestling scene is, of course, the sudden death of former WWE superstar and member of primetime Shad Gaspar. Of course, being hailed as a as a big time hero here, ladies and gentlemen, for saving his son from drowning this past weekend. Uh, Ashish brought up the story here as many wrestlers and fans attended a beach memorial. For Shad Gaspar. Hundreds of fans and wrestlers attend the beach memorial for Shad Gaspar on Friday night near Venice Beach, where he went missing on Sunday. Wrestling Inc. reports that wrestlers in attendance included JTG, Joey Ryan, Taya Valkyrie, Kofi Kingston, John Morrison, Dolph Ziggler, Eli Drake, and many more. Gaspard sadly was declared dead on Wednesday after his body was found on Venice Beach. Many in attendance tweeted photos from the memorial, which of course you can see right here. JTG uh, posted this. I believe this was on Twitter. Yes, at 12:56 a.m. this morning, a very big sign here, of course, uh, plugged into the sand right here, uh, and spelled out in red and white flowers here, ladies and gentlemen, his name. Or, of course, his friend's name, Shad Gaspar, with some nice little flowers on the side. They're very, 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 you know, um, thoughtful there indeed. Uh, Taya Valkyrie posted on, at 108 a.m. She said <clears throat> uh, on her Twitter account, she says, This week has been extremely hard tonight. We came together to remember you at Shad Beast. You were there with us. Smile down on everyone that loves you. You impacted us so many and tonight was proof of your power in life and beyond.
Sorry about that here, folks. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, Brian Alvarez posted over 500 people showed up tonight to celebrate Chad's life. This was set at 12.33 a.m. where they were standing around, and of course, the sign with Chad, that there was made with Chad's name on it. Uh, Joey Ryan posted saying, beautiful evening <clears throat> to celebrate the life and legacy of our dear friend at Chad Beast. Some very nice memorials, of course, definitely a lot of people. look like they turned out stayed right there on the beach there, folks. Um, but, of course, like I said, we, uh, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, as you remember, of course, reading, of course, over the, this but last weekend, of course, we did sadly hear that Shad Gaspard was trying to save his son from drowning, of course, while they were going swimming in Venice Beach. And sadly, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the life, one, of the, some of the, one of the last words they said Shad said to a lifeguard was, save my son. And before he was able to try to get to get up there, he was washed away with a rip by a riptide. And sadly, his body. Sorry about that, folks. Sorry. And and then of course, sadly, um, his body washed up. Of course, around sometime this past Wednesday, as we said. So, our thoughts and prayers continue to be with the family, of course, of Shad Gaspard, a true, a great hero, a tremendous superstar, and we will definitely miss his. Miss, of course, his presence, of course, in wrestling and also in life. One other superstar that we did hear about over here just recently, um, Ashish brings us this story here real quick. We'll bring it. This was another trending story. Kevin Owens, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, Asuka, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW, ROH, and more react to the death of Hana Kimura. Uh, And the original there was a lot there was a lot of people that actually said something here. Um, forgive me here, folks. We're just trying to get it all. Sorry about that here. Of course, our the WWS US computer, of course, acting a little bit crazy here again. Um, the, and this is an update, of course, from the story that they brought out. A number of additional wrestlers, talents, and organizations from around the industry have released comments on the, or statements regarding the tragic passing of Hannah Kimura. This includes the likes of Kevin Owens, Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Kari Sane, Zach Sabre Jr., B. Priestley, Piper Niven, Sumi Siaki, Io Shirai, Joey Ryan, Brody Key, Tony Storm, Zaya Brookside, Sunny Kiss, and the official accounts for Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and All Elite Pro Wrestling. Here are their statements and comments on Kimura right here. And I will, I will of course, read all of these, as many of them as we possibly can, can get in here. Kevin Owens said this yesterday. He said, I spoke up with the awful news. There are no words to appropriately to describe just how the tragic passing of Hana Kimura is. She was an ex extremely talented performer and, by all accounts, a great person and a kind soul. My thoughts go out to her friends and family. Rhea, Rhea Ripley said Hana Kimura was 22. Bullying is not okay. Hashtag RIP Hana Kimura. Killer Kelly said this on her Twitter handle. I wish this wasn't true. I only met Hana Kimura a handful of times, but her smile and happiness were contagious. I, ha I have this image of her putting on the 
on the rescal and just looking so peaceful and beautiful. I feel ill inside. People should be better than this. Be kind. Sorry about that here, folks. Everybody, of course, is talking about. Uh, and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Oscar and Kari leaves as well, but they are in, forgive me if I can, in Japanese. My humblest apologies there. But they also left their fitting tributes as well. Florida man, who was, of course, Big E, said this. I didn't know Hana Kimura, but I thought she was immensely charismatic and talented. The circumstances of her passing are incredibly sad. Aster Black actually posted on his Twitter handle, so much heartache in one week. Shinsuke Nakamura also left a um, message in Japanese, and forgive me if I cannot, I cannot read, uh, I cannot uh, translate that. My apologies. Um, uh, Jenny, uh, her Twitter handle, Jenny at Jenny Couture said, Please be kind to each other from those who love you with every inch of their heart to those you don't know. Um, Jennifer Decker at Jennifer Sturger said cyberbullying is. It, sorry about that here, folks. Cyberbullying is very real and people's words have a deeper impact than they'll ever know. I should I should know I've lived with it for over a decade, but tonight's news by Hannah Kamira breaks my heart for everyone. Choosing a life of, of a performer does not mean they signed up for hate. Uh, Brent, of course, uh, Brandy Rhodes, of course, Cody's wife. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, my, I'm just having a little difficulty here trying to. Pull, pull, trying to pull up everybody's. Uh, okay. We're trying. We're, we're, we won't try. We won't try to get them all in here, but but we kept. Uh, my my humblest apologies here, folks. Apparently, we're we're trying to. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to get all best all of them as best pulled up as best we can, but uh, there must be of course there must be of course a bunch. And ladies and gentlemen, we will post this story about how what everyone's reactions was to the to the to the sad passing of Hannah Kamira. We're just having a little difficulty here in trying to pull trying to pull everybody's up here. My, but uh, but we'll de we'll definitely get we'll go ahead and post this story on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. Anybody would like to pull up this story and read it. But of course, like I say, every you have everybody from from those in the WWE to those, of course, in AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, <clears throat> and those independent circles uh, leaving their thoughts and prayers. To of course uh, this superstar. Apparently, sadly, ladies and gentlemen, it would appear that she was a victim of cyberbullying, which I think that's 
I think she was she was probably bullied so much any time that she sadly, to my understanding, she committed suicide. She was at, at the age as as I did read a little while ago in one of the tweets, she was only 22 years old. Sadly, so ladies and gentlemen, by all accounts here, be kind to everyone, be kind to one another. Of course, especially in this time of during this time when we're facing a whole, a whole lot of uncertainty uncertainty right now at this point. Uh, But definitely, but definitely, like I said, just be just be kind to one another here, folks, because you never know that one of these days you could you could you could you you couldn't um, that one of these days that some of the same stuff could happen to you and before and before it's too late, ladies and gentlemen, just make just make sure that you stay kind to other people. So on that note here, ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for listening here to episode 208 of WWS Power Hour. Uh, of course, Mr. Chad Hinshaw here. And like I said, the rest of our panel, we can have the handle tonight, of course, is currently enjoying the AEW Double or Nothing event. <clears throat> but uh, we will, of course, bring you updates about that tomorrow. Um, and let everybody know about what the what the full results are for Double or Nothing, of course, tomorrow on WWS this morning. <sighs> but, uh, but, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to, of course, Check out all, everything, all of our pages in WWS on Facebook, of course, loaded down with everything from, of course, classic cartoons, classic TV series, classic game shows, uh, classic football, basketball and baseball games, also classic NASCAR races, also looks at classic cars as well. Be sure to check out everything that we've got going on here on on all of our pages here, of course, here in, in WWS here. Also, be sure to check out all of our the links to all of our shows here, of course, on TalkShoot.com to some of our past episodes here. And <clears throat> But uh, on that note here, like I said, we're going to go ahead and call it for the evening. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, 208, a power hour is, of course, a, a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your your res, wrestling and pop culture connection. And we'll talk to you tomorrow morning, like we said, on WWS this morning, 805-8613-POUND at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. So, so for now, ladies and gentlemen, take care and God bless you, folks. Of course, stay safe out there. Of course, wash your hands, stay clean. And, of course, the one, number one thing you can do, of course, here is pray. So take care here, folks. And we'll talk at you here, of course, on the flip side here. <clears throat> this is this is a this is of course the one and the only and since and since 2015 your source for like I said everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between, ladies and gentlemen. This is of course the WWS Radio Network.
Take care and God bless, folks. Stay safe.